All right, what's up, everybody? I'm here with a super special guest today, Jason Cardillo. For anybody who knows me or knows about this podcast, knows that Jason is a guy that I've been wanting to talk to for literally years now. And here he is in the flesh. And he actually said, you're at the Academy right now, right? Yeah, right now. That, yeah. That's in, in awesome. The office down here at the Academy, yeah. So what brought you to the Academy? Because that that's like surprise number one for me. I had no idea that you were still involved in the sport or even around uh, it. Well, you know, uh, probably like seven, eight weeks ago, um, our, you know, I have three young kids at home and they're starting to get a little bit older and uh, a little easier to handle at night. So my wife started to work out again. She's like, well, hey, I'm going back to the gym. You know, I only really feel it's fair that you get to go back to a gym and uh, work out. And I said, uh, I like it. So I, uh, I texted Calm. I said, what days are good to come down? He just shot a few nights and I just showed up one night like seven weeks ago and decided, hey, just going to get back in, roll around a little bit and see how it goes. So uh, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, averaging maybe once, twice per week, nothing major, but, you know, something just to get me back rolling again, getting, get my, you know, cardio back up, um, you know, and the camaraderie at this place is awesome. They welcome me with open arms. Like I said, they're letting me use the office right now. They said, come down as much as you want. But, you know, that's the you know, thing. I want to come back, get back to some young fighters, help out a little bit in that aspect, too. Um, so and then here we are. Is that kind of the goal right now? You're just trying to get back into shape and working with some younger fighters? Does it? I mean, the obvious question is, does it make you feel like you want to come back? Uh, I don't know about yet, but, um, you know, I just want to see how I feel in here before I would even consider that. Uh, you know, I, I just missed, you know, the combat sport itself, um, like I said, the camaraderie of the guys on here, because, you know, you're battling with these guys for like five minute rounds, three minute rounds, and then, you know, you use so much respect for one another. And I, I kind of miss that uh, in a world today where we don't see a lot of respect, in it, you know, so um, so that's kind of what I missed. And I want, you know, it is, you can't get a better workout than um, than, than this kind of stuff here, you know, wrestling, jujitsu, uh, kickboxing, you mix it all together. It's, it's just a great, fantastic workout. You can't get in the gym, you know. I tried to stay in shape on my own while I was after from the sport. You know, I, uh, my regiment's like 4.30 in the morning. I'm up, you know, I'm eating small snack and I'm, you know, I'm lifting or doing a hit workout, you know, but I still can't get, uh, you know, what I could get down here. So uh, I'm glad to be back and, and uh, get some rust off and get my, my, my joints moving again. Nice. Are you still coaching at all? Cause I know whenever you first left, you were Canon max wrestling coach. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not. I, I, probably my fifth season not coaching like I said I got the three little ones at home my daughter's seven my, my son's five and my youngest uh, son is three uh so after my second was born I kind of had to give that up too after my daughter was born it's kind of when I you know gave this up and uh you know just focused on coaching teaching and, and being a dad and then when my uh second uh you know my, my son was born I I kind of I gave up the coaching too because it was really a lot uh strain on the family and uh you know, I, was, I wasn't home very often with coaching, so I had to give that up as well. Uh, and then the third one was kind of a surprise, uh, you know, threw us for a little loop, but, you know, we, we, you know, we love them all and, uh, you know, you know, just, just crazy every day. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, just, man. Yeah. That's great. So, so for people who maybe didn't follow Jason's career or weren't really in the MMA scene locally when, when you were doing the thing, I think you called it quits in 2013, I want to say. Your career was pretty short, though, yeah. maybe 2011 to 2013 or so. You retired at 6-0. and 0. 
Um, It was surprising to a lot of people, man. I'll say myself included. Like I said, that's a huge reason why I wanted to talk to you because at the time, to kind of put it in a more modern perspective for people, you were kind of like the Khabib of the local scene. Like you're grappling. Everybody knew that once Jason gets his hands on you, it's it's game over because he's going to take you down and grind you to the mat. So when you quit, it was it was just it surprised everybody, man. I want to know what all went into that the decision like you said family stuff i totally understand yeah. that completely but was there more to it than that or, or what exactly was going through your head when you did decide well, to hang you it know up? i was getting to the point in my career where it's like i either had to make the jump or quit you know what i mean it was like a decision at that point you know i had to like uh mick morrow who was uh you know pretty big and to get me back into it after i think hibbler shut down and i kind of took a little break then and um, you know, he was, you know, he sent Cody Garbrandt out to uh, California. He said, hey, if you want, I'll send you out there with him, too, and just see what happens. And, you know, and I'm, I was just, in a, you know, the part of my life I was, you know, you know married, uh, you know, coaching at a very successful uh, wrestling program. And then, uh, you know, when I knew I was going to have another, a kid on the way, it was like, hey, I got to you know, make a decision here on, on what I'm going to do. And then I was taking over as head coach. That was another big um a big decision to um, step, you know, to uh, step away from fighting is because I was taking over uh, Canada Max program. And that's, you know, it was a big deal. And it was a lot of stress, a lot of time. And I knew I couldn't focus on fighting and myself and the team at the same time. So I didn't want to, uh, you know, neglect either one and, and, and fighting. If you're neglecting that and you've got a tough opponent, you get yourself hurt. And, and I, I just didn't want to do that. And it was, like I said, I just had to make a decision. It's like, you know, keep, keep fighting and then quit everything else or keep doing everything else, quit fighting, you know, and that's kind of, you know, how I, I thought about it. Plus I, I did, my body was breaking down a little bit because I did a couple fights in a row and I was in there pretty regularly and my shoulders were hurting. My, my knees were starting to hurt. I didn't really take the right rest, you know, that I needed to heal up. Um, so I kind of, you know, that went into it as well. And I know you, you talked to Millstead a lot also, and, uh, you know, before my last fight, I, I had a broken nose going to that fight, too. But uh, you know, I just didn't feel real good going into it. But he gave a speech in the locker room, like, we're all here for a reason. We're fighting for a reason. And, uh, you know, one of my big reasons for taking those fights was my wife was going through grad school at the time. And uh, that was helping pay for grad school. And she was done. And we were, we were, that was it. You know, we, we had it paid for and everything. And I'm thinking, like, what am I doing this for anymore? You know, I just kind of was like, it kind of hit me like, uh, you know, you know, I got a you know pretty good job, you know, my, you know, awesome wife, you know, so it was like, you know, what, what, what am I doing? Where am I going with this? And like I said, I just kind of had to make a choice then. That's, that's great, man. I mean, I think it's super honorable. You know, the easy thing to do is to sit back and be like, Oh, he threw away some kind of opportunity or we never know what he did, but you look at the guys and it's, it's the most common saying in MMA is like guys never get out at the right time. They always stick around way too long and get their body beat up, you know, suffer all the concussions, all the head trauma that can come with it and never get out on time. So I think the way you did it, man, only you can really make that decision. So it's cool. It's cool that you made the decision you did. I mean, when you look back, are you glad that you were able to call it quits before things got, you know, maybe out of hand? Like, like you said, you sacrificed the potential to go on to, you know, Bellator yeah. or the UFC or something, but you also know that you got out unscathed and undefeated. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I always think back with the what ifs. You're always going to think that, you know what I mean? Um, like I said, I was taking over as head coach and I'm in the office after one of the, uh, 
uh, conditioning workouts and Greg Jones calls me up and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, we're, it was like the ultimate fighter was going to be the black Sealions and the top team. He's like, would you be interested in coming down? Mm. And I'm like, I just made a decision to stop doing this stuff. And you're <laughs> calling me up and asking me to come down and do something I've wanted. It, the timing just wasn't right. You know what I mean? If, if he would have, it would have been a year earlier, I would have been on a flight down to Florida you know, working out with them, getting ready to, to do a, to a show. I mean, it's just, the timing didn't work out. So I guess it wasn't meant to be in a sense, but, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, like I said, I do have, you know, some what ifs out there, but, uh, I, I never regret the decision I made. Like you said, I, you know, I'm still healthy. I'm, you know, I got two young boys coming up. Uh, my, my, uh, oldest son is going to start wrestling this year. So I'm still able to, you know, get in there and help out with that and my body's preserved and hopefully I could coach them as they come up through. Yeah. And I, I think when you were doing it, man, the, the Pittsburgh scene was so strong, you know, a lot of the guys, like you said, comma, obviously now still doing it. Mark Cherico yeah. at the time, Milstead, Dempsey, Mazzotta, like it was strong at oh, that yeah. time for sure. Does it make you feel better? Or when you reflect, do you, do you enjoy the fact that you got to work with all those guys as they were kind of doing their thing as well? And obviously, you know, a lot of them are still doing it, but I mean, the fact that you were kind of part of that influx that helped grow Pittsburgh MMA. Just proud of those guys, man, to represent Pittsburgh. You know, it's awesome. Like when, when Adam got the call up, I was super excited for him. And, and then I was really excited when he called uh, to help out with a couple of his camps, you know, get in there and and, uh, help out with his wrestling and, um, you know, and Calm got the call. It was awesome, man. His first fight was so exciting. You know, last minute takes a fight, gets a knockout, fight of the night. So, um, you know, just just really proud of the guys in the area that, that stuck with it and were able to make it and, you know, put Pittsburgh on the map for MMA. You know, it's a it's a it's a very positive thing. And it shows like people in this area that you can do it anywhere, you know. Um I think my phone's ready to die. Hold up. No, you're good. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got a cord trying to stretch over here. Hey, man. I'm doing my interview. (laughs) Zach, do you hear Karma? Is that who that was? Nice. That was Karma. Yeah. Should have. Should have guessed. I think he's shipping off to Vegas Monday or something. He's nice. Coming up. Yeah. That's fun. I think. I don't know. (laughs) I never talked about something last night. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No big deal. Just calm and going to Vegas. Yeah, you know, get some training in there. Move this thing over. Trying to rig it up. Okay, let's see. Yeah, my phone's like a little messed up with the charger. You know, it never wants to sink in there. Oh yeah. I was, yeah, I do like construction in the summer, and I my phone gets all kind of dirt in the bottom, and it just messes it up. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds right for sure, man. Yeah. Y'all all good now? I think so. If it dies, it dies, right? Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> there we go. That's perfect. Perfect transition. But yeah, yeah. man, I uh, I honestly don't remember where we were leaving off, but it was just about the the local Pittsburgh yeah. scene in general. Are you still plugged in? Like, obviously, you're at the academy right now, but are you still plugged into kind of the local fight going on? Not really. Like, uh, I, I, like I said, I've been out for a while. Um, you know, last time I really worked out was with, with Milstead at the um, – you know, before his one fight against that Jordan Johnson, and then uh, that you know, Kalman and them were still down at uh, Campbell's Run. And they said, first time I've been back here was like seven weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, 
What what was your background, man? Because obviously, like I said, it was it was obvious watching you that your wrestling and your grappling was just on a different level. But what was kind of your your high school career or your your background athletically? Um, so you know, high school I wrestled all the way from first grade to twelfth grade. Um, played soccer too. I played all kinds of sports, you know, up until ninth grade. But then I was a soccer player, wrestler uh, throughout high school. Uh, and then I, I wrestled Slippery Rock um, uh, five years, redshirted one year. Um, and then, you know, I had success doing that. I, I feel like I, I, I hit a different level when I, when I got to college. You know, like I was pretty good in high school, but then I got to a different level in college. I think maturity had a lot to do with it. And, uh, you know, in my work ethic improved and, and uh, I started to do things right in college. And uh, I saw a lot of results from doing things right and I was able to carry that into MMA and and uh Dave Sachs who this is actually his office I'm in right now he's the one when we both graduated he was doing it for a while and, and he's like hey man you gotta come in you gotta come down here do some MMA I think you'd be really good at it so I started like coming in just messing around with him for a couple weeks and uh I was a long-term sub I think at Chargers Valley at the time so I'd come in in the morning and me and him would roll around and uh, you know, he'd show me some things here and there as far as like the, you know, the basic jujitsu stuff. Cause I just had a wrestling background time, but, you know, good feel for the sport. And he's just showing me some, some basic stuff from top bottom. And, uh, like two weeks later, he's like, Hey, I got you a fight, uh, down the cage of chaos. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, it was like, you know, three, four weeks into me doing, he's like, I got you a fight. I'm like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> no big deal. I mean, what's but, yeah. that like when he comes to you just like, I, I got you a fight, obviously you took it and we know what happened next, but what yeah. is there any hesitation not really i mean i was i was training and i you know he, he people are fighting around i'm like oh yeah so he's like all right i'll get i'll go get you one and then he was just like boom fight you know because uh, dave click was running that with one of his friends from high school and stuff so he was able to get me in pretty quick and okay. you know that's where i started things out down st Clairsville. that's awesome man did you have any amateur fights because i was looking at your i did your career. okay what yeah. was what was your amateur oh. career like that's hard to find uh, I was five and zero amateur. Um, okay. So through the cage of chaos, I um, they they started like I, I took my first one I won, and then he, they did like a tournament to get your professional card or whatever. So I think I went you know three and zero after that through the cage of chaos, and I I was uh, going to turn pro, but before that, I took a fight with NWAFS like on like a week's notice. I was driving a triaxle. Uh, Mickey Hughes called me another uh, guy that I used to work out with the train with a lot of Mickey Hughes and Justin Waters, you know, um, they, they were a lot of the NWFS guys. They, that's where they fought. And like, Hey, uh, there's a fight in Columbus. You, you want to take it? And I'm like, I don't know who's it against. And, and they're like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I was like, all right, sure. I'll take it. But you guys can help me get ready for the next two weeks. So uh, I take it. And that was like my last damn fight. And it was out in Columbus against one of their, I guess, better guys in their organization. Uh, you know how it is you, you go to columbus fight one of the better guys i had an undefeated record he did and it was awesome just to go to his hometown and just you know uh, frustrate the hell and like you said i would just you know take him down he couldn't get up take him down every time they stood us up and you know i won a decision that one and then i 
uh, I fought my next fight pro through cage chaos. So that's, that's great, man. I mean, that sounds like the most vintage Jason Cardillo performance because my first experience seeing you fight, man, was actually at NAAFS. I think it was, I want to say 17, maybe it was when I was in college and you fought Daquan Townsend. Oh yeah. Dude, I frustrated that dude. He wouldn't even talk to me. That's, that's what uh, I was just going to say. We were getting yeah. our checks at the end. He wouldn't even look or talk to me. He was so frustrated because he had like an 80 inch reach or something like that. And um, you know, if yeah. we're standing and banging, I'm, I, I, you can just hold his hand out and I can't reach him, you know? And so I was able to close the gap and keep him on the ground the whole fight, you know, and just yep. frustrate him, you know? Yeah. And Daquan's a beast. I mean, I don't know how much you followed his career, but he made it to the UFC after okay. that, you know, he's, he's fought in the UFC and he's, he's still going. Like, I, I think he lost a couple in a row in the UFC and is now like back on the regional circuit trying to get back to the UFC. But I mean, he had a successful, okay. successful career after you, but it's funny because it was yeah. like one of those fights early on where it was like, okay, these, these are two really high level guys. And you just did exactly what you said. Just that frustrating yeah. grinding style was yeah. that, I, I mean, there's a lot of wrestlers that come to MMA and aren't able to do what you did. What do you think it was about your style or your preparation specifically that worked for MMA so well? Well, well, my style, like a, a, I like to go. You know what I mean? The whistle blows, I'm taking a shot, you know what I mean? And then I'm not stopping the entire match. And that's kind of like, you know, a good transition MMA. I just go, 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 pressure, 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 pressure. You know, my technique might not be the best, my, but, but I made sure my conditioning was good and I like to grind and break people, you know what I mean? And that's, you know, I might be in a match in, in college and it's like 3-1 going into the third period. And I end up teching the guy because I eventually find out what's going to work and I break the guy and I don't slow pace, you know, and, and it's, it's, there's a science to that, man. Just, you know, you, you like call me the other day. Like I finally saw you get tired. Like the first day I came back, I'm like, well, I will use these five minute rounds. To look at the <laughs> clock. And, and I'm like, calm. Well, I'm going to tell you a secret, man. I was always tired. I just never showed it, you know? And then when, and I know the other guy's tired. And as soon as they show it, then I, I just feed off of that. So I think that helps with MMA having that, just that pressure and that, you know, that go, go, go attitude, you know? Um, you know, some wrestlers are very defensive. That's not going to transition well, I don't think. Um, I mean, Ben Ashkin, he had a real funky style. I thought was, you know, you know, okay for MMA. He had a lot of success, but, you know, he, he wasn't a goer. He was just, if he grabs you, you were in trouble because you didn't know what the hell he was going to do to you, you know? Um, but, but that's, that was my style. I just would take a thousand shots a match. You know what I mean? I wouldn't take them all down, but I would just keep going until I got it. And, uh, you know, was there anybody that you looked up to fighting wise that you tried to emulate or kind of steal parts of their style? Or was this something that you just kind of had inside you that you developed? Uh, believe it or not, I, I really didn't. Don't, I still don't really follow the sport all that much. Like people will talk UFC stuff to me. I'm like, I don't, who is that guy? You know what I mean? I, I don't really watch it that much. I, especially now because I don't, I don't have time for, for TV unless maybe Nickelodeon or Disney's on or something like that. <laughs> sure. But, Sure. Um, let alone getting a pay-per-view on a, on a Saturday night and staying <laughs> up till 2 a.m. I'm in bed by 9.30, you know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like even – like uh, I'll tell you one of the guys, uh, like Josh Koscheck. Um, when I saw him on the Open Fighter, I thought that was pretty cool because he was an bro wrestler, which is right at the road from Slippery Rock. He was actually one of my camp counselors one summer. Um, you know, my, before my senior year, I went up to Edinburgh for camp, and he was there. He was our counselor. So – you've seen him make it and do it. I'm like, Hey, yeah, wrestling's, you know, something really, really good that you're going to have success at at this sport. So I, I think I could be good at it seeing how Koscheck, you know, as a good wrestler went over to transition to MMA and was able to be successful. Yeah. 
What does it feel like now, man, to be back at the academy, getting back in the swing of things? Are, are you finding that you still really love this aspect of the sport? Uh, it hurts a little bit more now. You know, at, at 38, uh, you know, something that might take a day to shake off, it might take me four, you know, now, uh, just the recovery part. But uh, moving around just feels great. You know, it feels good to move around. And, and uh, I don't know, getting hit in the face doesn't feel too good still, but um, <laughs> but I'll take it, you know. Especially from Kama and those dudes there, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, the first week, uh, you know, I'm like, I can't stand up with these guys no more. They're, they're high level. So <laughs> last couple of times I won't call them, I'm like, right to the takedown. Right to the takedown. And I'm not letting them up. I'm not letting them up. You know what I mean? <laughs> so did, tried to frustrate him too, you know, just get him down and keep him there because, you know, he can punch me on the bottom and I can punch on top. And it's, you know, you know, they're dangerous on their feet. And, I, and uh, you know. I realized that the first day back, I'm like, oh, I better better go back to the old takedowns. Yeah, no doubt, man. The bread and butter. So it sounds yeah. like it sounds like obviously a return to MMA is out of the question. But do you ever think about competing in a grappling tournament or anything like that? Does that appeal to you? You know what? That's you know I think about that too. It's it's all about time. Like I, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm not prepared. You know, I don't want to do something to do it. I, like I'm still a competitive guy. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it right. And uh, going back to that question you asked before, you know, why'd you get out of it? Because I knew I couldn't do it right. You know, mm-hmm. and if I can't do something right, I don't, I don't want to do it. If I can't put my all and my, well, you know, put forth the effort necessary because, you know, coaching those good teams at Canamac and, and uh, seeing like some guys be really successful in, in college wrestling. Uh, I know it, it takes a lot to be really good and successful at something. It's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time. And uh, if you're not willing to do it, you know, you could be being for, you know, some trouble. And uh, so, so that, you know, I, I, if I could get in enough and I feel confident enough that I could compete, I would. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Nice. I love the little tidbit you said about Greg Jones hitting you up for the ultimate fighter. Did you know Greg through collegiate wrestling or how did you how did you have his contact? Um, so I knew him a little bit. He was older than me. Uh, wrestler Greensburg Salem I didn't know much through I never wrestled him or nothing uh, coming up through and uh, in college you know yeah I'd see him here or there but we really didn't talk much but then when I started coaching at Canada Mac he would come back because he was still uh, coaching at West Virginia at the time mm-hmm. and the head coach Chris Mary that's where he wrestled at West Virginia so I would talk to Greg at you know a tournament here or there and I and Chris actually that's how I got my contact information through him he he called Chris to get get the information off of him. Um, so that's kind of the connection there through through Chris Mary, who wrestled at West Virginia, as well as Greg Jones. That's awesome. Greg's one of the one of the best guys, man. I love talking to that guy. And obviously what he's done since then, he, they have an amazing team down there. So it's cool yeah. to watch those guys do that thing, man. And on that level, that's kind of what I want to transition to there is like the way Greg has transitioned into that steady coaching role. Do you could you see yourself being an MMA wrestling coach moving forward? Does that appeal to you? I, it does, yeah. Like you said, once again, it's all about if I have the time to do it. You know, what I mean, I'd I'd love to do it to tie it in. And and his style was kind of you know similar to mine. Obviously, he had a lot more success than me, but he was a very offensive minded wrestler. You know, he was attacking at all times. And and there's you know only things that Greg Jones could do. You know, what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think he evolved as a coach where when he first started out, he might've been showing stuff that probably only like him and a few other people could do, but now he's, he's pretty good at tying in and fi- you know, figuring out what works for these guys and, 
and showing those things, you know, so because he's such a high level guy and a, a freak athlete, you know. Right. So, but but I think it would be really cool to to help out and you know, like I said, help some of these young guys and, and you know, one of my old wrestlers is down here, uh, uh, Dalton Macri. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to get a fight on the next um, October card here. October yeah, he 23rd. Um, so I, I see him down here and it's awesome to, to catch up with him and see him, you know, cause he contacted me. He's like, Hey, I'm thinking about fighting, which I do. And I immediately was like, Hey, here's Colin Worthy's number. Let me give him a call. Tell him you're going to be giving him a call. Called Colin. I said, Hey, I got this guy who's one of my, you know, all time hardest working wrestlers I ever coached. Uh, really good, really good dude. Um, he wants to get in a fight and help him out. And, uh, they connected and it seems to be working out down here. And when I come in, I get to see him work out and, Actually, I, I was uh, sparring with him last night. I was like, I didn't do anything for like the first minute. I'm like, I don't feel like I could punch you. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't know if I could hit you, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's student. It's a it's school I taught at, and then I coached. I'm like, I, I, I feel like I can't punch him. He's like, oh, you probably were waiting for three years. They go, no, don't actually like you. you know, <laughs> That's great. Did he hit you first to break the ice? How did that work? <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, you know, we, then we started, we joked, we laughed about it. Then we started, you know, swinging, you know, at each other a little bit. Um, you know, nothing, you know, I'm bigger than him, so I'm not going to throw anything super hard at him. I'm going to work with him, but, uh, but I, you know, I was, you know, his standups came a long way from not having it. You know what I mean? He's, you know, he's a good position. He, um, you know, he doesn't come out of position too much. And obviously his wrestling is going to be there when he needs it. Does he have the Cardillo special, the offensive wrestling he's a, stuff? He's, he, thought, he was very offensive. Yeah, he was a goer. He was one that um, he was just like tech people and grind, grind the people out. And that's why I said to calm. He's, he's going to be a good fit for the sport as long as he's at the right weight class because um, I think, you know, he's shorter, so he's going to have to fight at a lower weight. I don't think those rangy guys, uh, you know, will be able to keep him. Well, I don't know. The Colin Townsend was rangy, but I was able to get on that. But, uh, you know, yeah, he's very offensive. But he was a hard worker uh, back at, back in high school. It seems like he's doing pretty well here as well. So I, I think he's got a gas tank on him. He's able to keep that pace up uh, for, for a whole fight. That's awesome, man. And do you or did you train in the gi? Like, what is your actual rank in jiu-jitsu? Or do you have a rank? No rank. You're just still ne- white, never, never white belt. Yeah, more white belt. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, I did G, uh, gi maybe I don't know four or five times, and I'm like, I can't move in this thing. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I can't move it. I like to move a lot. I like to just action. Like gi's, you got to be patient. Um, like I said, I like to go, I like to move, I like space. And in the gi, you don't have much, you know, people mm-hmm. are just holding on to you. And I'm like, we could sit here for two days and you just hold on to me, but no one's going to win, you know what I mean? So, um, so I didn't do too much, too much of the gi, uh, jujitsu. And, and I really, uh, I mean, honestly, I don't know a ton of, a ton of jujitsu myself, you know, like I just had that base. I, I know the positioning, like uh, Justin Waters always said position over submission. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I was just really good at being good position and, and holding good position. And then I found out what subs I really like, you know, obviously like rear naked chokes always there. People, you know, um, I'll, I'm pretty good with a Dars choke. You know what I mean? That's something I got up uh, reverse uh, guillotine. I, I hit a couple people in. a lot of people don't even know what that is. I mean, um, so a lot of stuff. And then like arm bars, is like, you know, from the top position, I didn't really work for my back too often. Uh, basically Dave, he said, you're not going to be your back too often. So we'll work on, if you do get there, getting out, 
you know, <laughs> yeah. back up. So yep. that's crazy, man. You were also one of the first people I ever saw win with a neck crank. I think it was against Zach Goble. You neck cranked. That's what like, that's what that reverse like guilty. Yeah. No, no one knew what that was. And it's, it's sneaky because you have an arm and a head and you're like in a side headlock would be for wrestling. And people think they're safe because the arms are there. Well, you sit them back and it's just like a, you know, a crank, you know what I mean? And they tap. Yeah. So. Uh, that's crazy, man. How, how did, how did you take to that? Like the inventive nature of jujitsu? Did that just kind of come naturally to you? Did you study a ton, yeah. like watch YouTube or anything? No, like I said, I like Sax showed me a lot of basic stuff. And then uh, the other guy, Justin Waters, I worked a lot with it. We would just, I coached at West Allegheny for a year out of college and uh, that's where he's from. And they were doing it like uh, three nights a week in the wrestling room there. So I would work out with those guys like Mickey Hughes and, and Justin and, he would just show like 10 different things and I'm like, what the hell is going on? But then all of a sudden it would click. It was just the strangest thing. It was like, I'm like, this guy's a scatterbrain, but then all of a sudden it would click. I'm like, he's a genius. The side control, we called it Cardillo style because of like uh, a way I used to sit on side control and, and show me a couple setups for there. So, so yeah, he showed me a lot of stuff. Uh, Dave showed me some basic stuff, get me going with that. So yeah. So it's pretty much, and then just rolling around, just feeling stuff and figuring it out on your own. Like, you know, I, I did watch it and you just see the basic submissions, the same ones, you know, you see arm bars, you see rear naked, you see Kimura. So I was able to pick that stuff up, you know? Yeah. And I think I read a magazine one time. I grabbed something from it. It was like technique on a magazine I was reading. And I was like, I'll try that. And it worked out. So Yeah. No, that's yeah. funny, man. I mean, that seems to be the case with you, right? It's like you've just you, you're really natural at this sport for whatever reason. Do you ever think about that? Like, what is it about submission grappling, MMA, whatever you want to call it? What is it about that that you feel like suits you so well? I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. Like, like you know, just the feel. I I just I, I couldn't tell you. I can't put it on. I couldn't put it. You know. Like so I like to move on top and, uh, you know, the guys in jujitsu, they're not trying to escape from me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In wrestling, they're trying to escape and it's exhausting to try to keep them down. Uh, they're staying on their back. And I like that, you know, like stay on your back. I can work from here. You know, I can transition and, uh, and, and, and work, you know, you're not trying to get away from me where it's mm -hmm. wrestling they're trying to get away from me. And I'm like, stay down. These guys want to stay down. And, and all the times they turn right into you. And that's why I would slide like a Dars choke. And I'm like, they're coming right into me. It's right there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who has anybody ever just put it on you in the gym that made you feel like, Oh man, like I'm just light years behind this guy because watching your career and everything, it's hard to imagine that happening, but I got to imagine at some point it's happened. Uh, you know, not really. I, I feel <laughs> like I uh, was always able to hang with everybody. You know what I mean? Probably on the ground and wrestling wise, uh, Justin Wilcox was one of the guys I'm like, man, this guy's really tough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he might, he got me and I, you know what I mean? Like I, I was out wrestled for a change, you know, or out grappled for a change, uh, super strong and, uh, you know, yeah, good wrestler too. So he was one that would every now and then I'm like, man, dude, he's tough, you know, yeah. on the ground. Wilcox was that jacked. Yeah. That guy, that, Wilcox was yeah. jacked, man. That guy was and, massive. And, and with his like fights, I'm like, why is he not taking these guys down? Like he's so good on the ground. He's trying to, because the stand-up was okay, you know what I mean? But his strength was on the ground. Like, he was super strong on the ground. And he's standing with these guys. I'm like, just get him down. You're going to beat him, you know? Yeah. Uh, I just didn't get that. Like, the last couple fights he fought, I'm like, just take him down. You're going to win. 
it, yeah. it's a funny trap that happens to a lot of wrestlers where they kind of fall in love with their hand maybe they get like one knockout and then they're like okay that's that's way more fun than than grinding yeah. somebody out how did you avoid ever falling into that pitfall so from day one i'm like if i was on a in a street fight i'm gonna immediately take the guy down so why is, I'm just going to go win the fight. I'm going to go in there and win it as fast as I can. So I'm going to go right to the ground where I'm comfortable, you know, uh, on your feet, you know, anyone can get knocked out, you know, it takes one punch, you know, and uh, on the ground, you have more control as a wrestler. You control where the fight goes. Hey, the guy's good at jujitsu, but he's not good at stand up. Well, he can't take me down. I'm going to stay on my feet. The guy's a good striker, but he can't stop my takedowns. I'm going to go to the ground, you know? So you control the fight. If you can control that, that uh you know that neutral position to take down if you can get to the ground so and, and that's why i just said i'm a stronger wrestler i'm gonna win with this you know what i mean even when i fought guys that were wrestlers i'm like i'm a better wrestler i'm gonna out wrestle them on our feet it's a 50 50 chance you know mm -hmm. my, i never took the time to really work on my stand-up i had enough to survive and i'm like i don't feel confident with that but i feel confident with my takedowns and my ground game so that's why i didn't fall in the trap you know i didn't yeah. get that crazy knockout that boosted my confidence and made me think I was a good, a good stand-up fighter. So, yeah. Yep. Well, that that's excellent, man. I'm not going to take up too much more of your evening here, but man, I really appreciate you taking the time to jump on the podcast, dude. Like I said, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. So I appreciate the time and I appreciate you sharing your story, man, because like I said, it's, it's really interesting the way you played yep. your career, I think. And it's, it's cool, man. I'm glad you got to do things on your terms and you're, you're happy with the decision. Selfishly. Yeah. I, I wish obviously there was more Cardillo, more Cardillo style in the cage, but man, I, it's awesome that you did things your hey, way. Hey, you never know. Maybe the bug comes back. Maybe I get the itch. Maybe my wife doesn't want to see me five nights a week. And she's like, get out of here. Hey, <laughs> it's got it. Hey, if it didn't happen during quarantine times, I don't think it's going to happen. That's when hey, my, my wife's like, get out of here. <laughs> during quarantine i felt like the best i wanted to come back like yeah. i was ready to fight during quarantine i was in my house i was working out twice a day i'm like do i feel really good but like everything was shut down there's no fights i'm like timing's not there again here we go mm -hmm. you know? yeah. I'm like i'm like i i felt you know like i could come in and work out five nights a week because we had so much you know we're stuck at home yeah um but that's over with and everything the world's back and my life is crazy you know so yeah well you stay there at the academy man like you said the bug yeah. might might hit you if might, nothing else like i said me. maybe grappling or something I, I just would love to see it again one way or another yeah we'll see what happens awesome uh, man well thanks again for the time dude i, I genuinely yeah. appreciate that no, i appreciate the time talking it's always good to reminisce and because uh, i don't i don't i don't think too much back but it's it's always good to, to, to reminisce and talk about you know, those things that you've done and, you know, you know, the accomplishments maybe, you know, so uh, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, dude. It's my pleasure for real.